listening to the Long Overdue Podcast, brought to you by the Decatur Public Library in Decatur, Texas. You got me, Denise, and Dawn. Hello. And Brandon. Hello, hello. And Hello-la. Hello, hello. <laughs> <laughs> and today we are talking about what, recycling? Earth environmentally day. friendly yeah. day. well it's it's i mean so our Everything. inspiration was earth day but it is all environmental sustainability that kind of stuff it's a good topic it is lots of stuff to talk about mm-hmm. as we all sit here very quietly <laughs> staring at each other <laughs> in our it's silence. like who wants to go first That's, uh, <laughs> we should start drawing straws or something That's so I, I was actually just thinking about plastic straws so, plastic straws, they're plastic. Going they're, away. They're terrible, yeah. And okay, let's let's redefine that. Okay, okay? not they're terrible. They're plastic. <laughs> they're plastic. So, I think, see, my mouth is going dry even thinking of a paper straw mm-hmm. because I've used them. Yes. <laughs> I don't like them. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. I would prefer a plastic. Now, I have not used a metal straw. Have y'all used a metal straw? Mm-hmm. And I like it so far. Yeah. Okay. I've used the plastic straws. The thing I don't like about plastic straws, or really any kind of reusable straw, is um, you have to wash it. You have to get a little brush. You have to stick it in there, and then and stick it in. Don't there. you have to do that with your um, metal straw? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Because they all come with. This brushes. is just yeah. This is just my general problem with. Reusable straws. So what you're saying is we yeah. need a straw washing machine. So you yes, just stick a straw most of the in time you can't put just, it in the yeah. you can put it in the dishwasher, but it doesn't get all the way up in there. No, imagine just something like a tube, and you just stick it in there. Okay. And just yep. All right, so you have just invented something. <laughs> now, now the problem with that is it is helping the sustainability movement, but. You're having to take resources to mm-hmm. build your machine mm-hmm. that cleans it. So are you really helping the environment? Well, it depends on how, uh, you know. How many straws do I have? <laughs> <laughs> how much water is this actually going to use? It depends on how green my company is. So oh. the the building of the material or the collecting yes. the materials, the, the building of everything. It just so. made me think about the water squirter at the dentist. Mm-hmm. You know how it's just really fine, yeah, and, and it, and yeah, it could work. Mm-hmm. It could. The bigger straws, like the kind that you get for smoothies, mm-hmm. like those actually wash really well in the dishwasher because they're big. Yeah, and so that works out okay. But also, it's giant. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it does help if you're drinking something that is not water mm-hmm. to rinse your straw out. Of course, that ha- that's the case with all of your dishes if you rinse them really quick. Then they don't get food stuck on them. Mm-hmm. So then you don't have the problem of gunky stuff in your straw. Yeah. Just saying. How many people really do that, though? Probably not very many. Yeah. I don't know. I just throw it away. Get a new straw. <laughs> I'm terrible for the environment. When I first, actually, I'm just going to, uh, is this should just be admissions of like bad things you do for the environment. So I, fr- <laughs> first, uh, first time I, I actually stepped inside this household that I'm living in right now, 
I, um, I was shocked because of their use of paper towels. They use paper towels for everything. Mm-hmm. They mm-hmm. could use a, like, dish rag. a dish rag. Oh, not, not a dish rag necessarily, but more like, what's the, like a kitchen cloth. like the Dish towel or di- wash rag? Yeah, dish what? towel, mm-hmm. something like that. Yeah. yeah, to like dry dishes or dry their hands or, dry, mm-hmm. or wipe mm-hmm. the counter or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they don't. They use paper towels for everything. And uh, it it kind of upset me. <laughs> and it, it's actually still to this day a little upsetting when I walk in and uh, there's like a spot on the counter and then I'm like, I reach over and grab the rag and then someone's wiping it up with a paper towel and I'm just like, I had a rag in my hand. So, yeah. So are you a sponge person? Uh, so sponges are gross. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Um, just That's why I was... No, th- I, we have well, this. Especially um, when we use sponges for everything. Yeah. Gonna wash the dishes. Now I'm gonna wipe the counter. Now I'm gonna wash the dish. And now I'm gonna wipe the counter. I was like, that's two different sponges. <laughs> <laughs> Still gross, but at least they <laughs> use two different sponges. One for dishes, one for counter. Yeah. But okay. What were you saying about sponges? Uh, I think we have some rubber or plastic ones. Also, uh, Susan, if you heard me talking about your household, I'm sorry. I never told you about the paper towels. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so like, how did they do during the pandemic when you couldn't find paper towels to save your life? Um, That's how I introduced the dish towels into my household was um, we can't find paper towels. Use this now. <laughs> they have dish towels. I pull, I pull one out every now and then, but, you know, it gets used and then. They they just put it up and they don't pull another one out. So we go through a lot of dish rags at my house. Oh, is it is it better to go through paper towels or to wash laundry? Well, considering we're washing laundry anyway, I would say throwing a little towel in there is not as big a deal. Mm. And you know, you're saving a tree or two. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think it's. It's one way to help, but you're right. Okay, so when we were in uh, another city, we were able to, where our washing machine was set up, my husband was able to drill a hole in the wall, and we set up a wash bin out in the um, the garage and attached a hose to the bottom of it. So when the, the washing machine would drain, it would drain out into the yard. So it would water our yard. Hmm. So it wasn't like, mm-hmm. I mean, it wasn't dirty. It was just had the little slope in it and stuff. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, yeah, that was my part. <laughs> <laughs> All that water didn't go into the sewer. No, that's good. Yeah. It did flood my neighbor's lawn once, though. <laughs> He came over. He's like, do y'all have something running? No, no. <laughs> and he's like, oh, yes, yes, we do. I'll fix it. My husband's like, what? What are you talking about? So. Yeah. Well, I think a lot of washing machines now are water efficient. So they measure how much you got, put in the right amount of water, and so on. Yeah. But I think there's a lot of still a lot of old machines mm-hmm. out there but i think that's one thing that you can do that in the energy drain from it 
-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, that's a really good point. I mean, when you compare it apples to apples, what is the actual... Well, and I think it's kind of a weird way to compare things, though, because unless you are not washing laundry, period, Mm -hmm. then you have, you're using up this amount of paper towels and washing laundry, as opposed to not using the paper towels and throwing a little rag into what you're already doing. Mm-hmm. To me, it's not an and or because you still have to wash your laundry. Yeah. Yes, I do not have a a wash board. Yeah. In a, in a <laughs> bucket out in my backyard. <laughs> now, maybe I would have a um, clothesline. Mm-hmm. But yeah, our septic systems out there are uh-huh. such that they um, sometimes don't smell that great. Mm-hmm. And my clothes came out smelling so nasty when I started doing that. It's like, I can't yeah. hang my clothes out. Mm-mm. They stink worse than if I not washed them. Yeah. <laughs> so. And, it, you know, it's, and it can be really difficult for someone to move to any sort of like uh, carbon neutral uh, applic- uh, product making company uh like when you're switching out your dishwasher for example mm-hmm. for something that would be more efficient or you're switching out your any appliance or you are uh you would just want to do something that would be less drastic for the planet in whatever it is you're doing it usually costs more mm-hmm. um and then there's the there's the the cost of like let's say you keep your old stuff because you don't have the money to afford any of the new stuff mm-hmm. so you just have you you have all these movements towards being greener but then you just have a lot of people who's like well we can't afford to be greener mm-hmm. but i think there are still ways for those people to be greener such as just recycling mm, or reusing mm-hmm. some of the things that they have um you know plastic Bottles can be used for planting vegetables Mm -hmm. or herbs in the house and paper bags can be used for trash bags. I mean, I mean, or not paper bags, the plastic bags. Mm -hmm. And then doing your part to make sure you you separate, you separate your trash for your, um, for your community trash pickup. Because I think most, most of them now have, uh, that, well, in South Carolina, it was a green bin, uh, at least all over Columbia. It was a green bin. You, you put all your recyclables in, uh, plastics and cardboard. Um, but here, uh, you know. They're my, blue. Yeah, they're blue. Yeah. And the green bins are for actual trash. <laughs> <laughs> I think the one we had down in Arlington was green. But so we did separate our recyclables and our regular trash. But when we moved up into this area, they did not recycle. So there was no Mm -hmm. recycle truck that went around to pick up recycling. So we started throwing that stuff in the trash again, Mm -hmm. um, which was, you know, disappointing. And when you're used to doing that, it was a little hard to do. Um, But we realized that when we were doing that, we only had a bag of trash a week. We didn't really have very much at all. Mm -hmm. So it can make a big difference. But 
the last time we had a conversation here, something happened where they were not recycling a lot of things that we had been putting in the recycle bin. So it was Mm -hmm. only paper and certain plastics. Right. And that was just like a couple years ago. Mm -hmm. And they said that it was too pricey to recycle and China wasn't buying Mm -hmm. our plastics and our things to recycle. And so it, they didn't want to take it because they didn't have anything to do. They couldn't do anything with it. Hmm. So it was very weird. Yeah, the whole recycling industry is odd to me. Like, isn't the point for us to break it down and then be able to use those base materials for other things? Mm -hmm. And instead, we're trying to sell it to China? Like, what's the... Well, maybe they have the processes down better to do that. I, I don't completely understand it either. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you look at solar panels and electric vehicles, and it's the same way. It's a great concept, but it costs you more. Mm-hmm. And the return on investment is so low, or it takes so long, mm-hmm. that by the time you recoup your money, you have to buy something else. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's not as sustainable or really saving money. Yeah. And the, if you do wind energy on your electricity, it costs more. Mm-hmm. So it, it is really hard for people to make those changes when you want to do something good for the environment. Yep. Well, uh, Tesla has some, um, or at least Elon Musk, I don't know if it's Tesla, they have um, some relatively affordable roofing um, solar panels that mm-hmm. are really durable um so they can they can take like hail and giant size hail and um any, anything like that uh they aren't too expensive but it's in addition to your roofing mm-hmm. so if you're gonna get roofing done um it's like call them and get a quote because uh, they can they can i think they can do your roofing and the all the solar panels on your roof at the same time hmm. That would be interesting to look into. Mm. I've talked to my husband about doing a wind turbine mm-hmm. out in the backyard. I mean, the wind around here lately. Can yeah. you imagine? Uh, but he's like, no, the generator and the parts, they wear out mm-hmm. before you get your money back. And so it's not really worth it. Yeah. You're constantly having to put money into it. Mm-hmm. And yeah. And I don't think... You can sell your energy back as much as you used to be able to. Hmm. I don't know. And maybe it's... um, So, depends on where you live. Because when we think about where we live, we just recently got recycling. Oh. You know, I mean, it hasn't been around forever. Okay, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I think people are still kind of getting used to that. Mm-hmm. About doing that kind of stuff. And well, there's no choosing, at least if you live within the city limits, at least the city that I live in, there's no choosing electrical companies. Mm-hmm. You live in the city limits, you have to get electricity from that city. Okay. So there's no choosing, there's no price quotes, there's no what if I do this. Hmm. It's. You live in the city, you get electricity from us. Huh. 
I have no idea. So let's just also depends on that too. Well, I like to have choices. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, me too. That's that is kind of nice. All of our lawn lights are solar powered. Okay. So, you know, the lights that we have outside and stuff like that, but which is sometimes a hassle too because they're not very bright. Mm-mm. So, you need a bunch of them. Yeah. I mean, there's just there's a lot of downfalls and and you would think that as long as we've been trying to do this that things would have changed mm-hmm. by now. That lights would be stronger, that the costs would would have gone down, lots of things. Yep. And then the fact that when you recycle, you're supposed to wash your jar out. What? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Can't just throw it in the trash. And then they're like, take the, don't put the lid in with it. You know, you have to keep those separate. It's like, mm-hmm. y'all are killing me. Yeah. But. I mean, I understand it because if, especially if you've got like a spaghetti jar, it's a metal lid with Mm -hmm. a glass jar. That makes sense, but different materials. Yeah. So. Well, have y'all ever heard of Greta Thunberg? Mm -hmm. No, no, I haven't. You haven't? No. Okay. This is fantastic. I was going to tell you about her anyway. Oh, okay. Uh, so she was born in Stockholm, Sweden. Okay. And she was born in 2003. So I think she's about 18. No, she's closer to 20. Wasn't she? 19. Anyway. So she is big on addressing climate change. Mm-hmm. And she has been, I think she. they said the first time that she heard about it, she was eight. Mm. And she um, started being concerned and she sat outside of Parliament. Uh, She took off of school for three weeks and sat outside um, protesting. And she said that it was a strike, school strike for climate or something like that. And so the first day she was by herself, but every day, you know, she got more and more followers Mm -hmm. to to help her. and just bring attention to that movement. And so she's been doing that ever since. One of the things that I found out when I was doing a little bit of research about her that I did not know is that she has Asperger's syndrome, mm-hmm. uh, which I guess they call now aus- autism spectrum disorder. I didn't realize that there was a different name for it. Um, but that causes uh, people sometimes to focus on certain things more I mean, they just kind of get maybe hyper-focused mm-hmm. on one thing. And so that was her thing, is climate change. Um, so she has changed her own habits. She's now vegan. Um, she refuses to travel by airplane, which is, I mean, now, I mean, that's a big deal, especially mm-hmm. she's going to a lot of different places to speak and all that. Yeah. Um. But I think she went to, I think it was the UN she went to, and she, yeah, she traveled by an emissions-free yacht. So I'm sure that costs a lot more Mm -hmm. than an airplane. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know uh, how that came about. But I thought her comments were really interesting. So this was in September 2019, and she was quoted, um, it was the UN climate event. It was in New York City. She says, you have stolen my dreams and my childhood with your empty words. You are in the beginning of a mass extinction, and all you can talk about is money. 
and fairy tales and eternal economic growth. How dare you? Oh, goodness. I just find it very fascinating mm-hmm. that such a young person speaks like that mm-hmm. and with conviction and she knows what she's talking about. Yeah, it's, it's just fascinating to me. Um, her net worth is estimated at a million dollars. Congratulations. Well, because she had won the first ever Glubenkian. I don't know if I'm probably saying that right. Prize for Humanity. So, um, so that's where she won uh, won basically the million dollars for that prize. Hmm. And she said that she was going to donate it to sustainable charities. So Hmm. what did they give that prize for? What do you mean? Just doing humanitarian things. Is that, is that what it is? Okay. Yeah. I don't know what the specific like criteria is for that prize, Hmm. but I'm sure because she's been very outspoken about climate change. Yeah. Um, and has drawn a lot mm-hmm. of attention to it. Yeah. And she was person of the year in 2019 by Time Magazine. Oh. So. Nice. I'm sure most people have heard about her or seen her on TV mm-hmm. talking and um, and all that. So. And she also has a TED Talk. Just saying. <laughs> so wait, what was her name again? It's Greta Thunberg. T-H-U-N-B-E-R-G. Now that we're talking about this, she does sound familiar. Yeah. If you saw her, you probably would recognize her because she's been on. Currently Googling. Yeah, I I remember seeing her. Yeah. Swedish environmental. Okay. So I I, I find it great that young people are seeing the cause and that they're making a difference. Mm-hmm. So it, it, I guess I just want to put out there that it doesn't matter how old you are, you can really make a difference. Yeah. Uh, whatever your cause is. One of the things I think we wanted to talk about was uh, like how we could be more sustainable, not just with the products we currently use, but maybe purchasing different. And uh, we talked about clothing. Mm-hmm. So I'd looked up a, a couple things on. It was mainly shoes, but there were like three different websites that I had seen. And this one is rothys.com. They had shoes and handbags. And the lowest price one was $125. Mm-hmm. Everlane.com has shoes, clothing, uh, and all that. The lowest costing thing on there, and I don't remember what exactly it was. It was $78 uh, up to 128 And that was just... Quick, mm-hmm. quick view on quick there. Yep. Yeah. And this last one I thought was interesting. It's Kyrgyz, K-Y-R-G-I-E-S dot com. Mm-hmm. They're wool shoes. They look fantastic. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're not like very fashionable dress shoes, but right. they look like really comfortable, mm-hmm. like, you know, a little bit more like a moccasin maybe. Oh, yeah. So, um and I don't know why I didn't write down any prices on those, but I'm sure they're not cheap either. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. I saw over the weekend, I saw shoes that were made out of uh, coffee grounds. What? I used coffee grounds. Oh, you just stole my thunder because that was part of my presentation. Oh. All right, carry on. And they were like $100. <laughs> and sounds, I was that like, that sounds about right. Yeah. I was like, okay. 
I'll spend a hundred dollars on So how do you make something out of coffee grounds? Mm-hmm. So use coffee grounds <laughs> and you just press them, press them, press them. Until you make something that looks like plastic. I, I wonder don't know. if they <laughs> smell good. Mm. They smell like coffee. <laughs> or do they smell like feet? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So Brandon, you were saying that you had a good place to look at for sustainable yeah so um i've been looking at this uh website for a few years now called ministry of supply and i've been sort of following along with their uh journey through um the current economy and trying to reach uh carbon zero um, which they are not at carbon zero yet but they are definitely carbon neutral they're carbon neutral certified, actually, through carb, uh, cli- or climate neutral certified, excuse me, um, through climateneutral.org, uh, which means that they have measured, reduced, offset, and certified their entire carbon footprint. So there's that. Uh, so, can I ask a question yeah, real quick absolutely. about the, um, you said offset. Mm-hmm. That makes me wonder if the things that, do produce pollution or those kinds of things. I know everybody, all the companies have points Mm -hmm. and if they don't use them all, they can sell them to another company who may produce more pollution. Mm -hmm. Um, And so that's what I'm wondering. Do they do that? Is that what that means? I I have no idea. I just, I just assumed it actually meant that um, any sort of like carbon, carbon uh, excess that they have, they offset it with, um, you know, reducing the reducing carbon in another way. Okay. That that's how I took it. Okay. So yeah, so it offsets it. Yeah. So they've produced X amount of carbon, so then they're doing something else to reduce reduce it. Reduce X amount. So they are yeah, because they are yeah. I wonder if that means they plant a couple of trees and call it good. <laughs> call it a day. That's a good question. Okay. So Ministry of Supply have. Um, done a couple different things uh they used um they use carbon capture renewable fibers uh which is supposed to recapture carbon uh the fibers themselves literally so i that's it's interesting to me mm-hmm. at least uh corn based fibers and coffee bean based fibers and wood based fibers mm-hmm. um and I thought the wood was interesting is that it's uh, FSC certified uh, or from FSC certified forests. And FSC is like this forest stewardship, stewardship council. Um, and their, their certification is kind of like the gold standard uh, for like wood harvesting. So do they make things out of cactuses? Um, no, no, they do not make things mm. out of cactuses. There's cactus leather now. <laughs> I know that they have vegan, like if you look, they have vegan handbags mm-hmm. and different things. And I've kind of wondered what they make them out of. Uh, that, de- that depends. Some of it's like PU leather, but there's all kinds of different things that you can make it from. The cactus being one of the, mm-hmm. the newest ones that I have seen. Um, it's really neat that they somehow use cactus fibers to, to make something that looks almost like exactly like leather 
And I've seen a couple of companies that make handbags, but also furniture and things like that out of cactuses. So they take the fibers. Okay, so tell me about that. So these are recycled fibers, or are these initially the original fibers? So they do uh, do recycled materials as well. Um, in fact, some of their clothing lines spe- are specifically 100% recycled materials, uh, while others use um, these... I use like some, it would use some recycled materials along with their corn-based fibers and coffee bean-based fibers and wood-based fibers. So. So they might mix it up a little. Mm-hmm. So now coffee bean-based fibers I was looking up that. makes me think more of the plant itself mm-hmm. that they're using versus coffee grounds that have already been used, which, I mean, why else would you use coffee grounds? Mm-hmm. You wouldn't want to use them before they were used. Right. Or brewed. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, and it would also defeat kind of the purpose. You know, you're trying to take something out of a landfill mm-hmm. and you purpose it for something else. But I don't understand some of that because, like, coffee grounds are really good for the ground. Mm-hmm. So to feel like you needed to make something out of them, I find that interesting. Mm-hmm. Instead of just putting them back into the ground for fertilizer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Well, I don't have any pages bookmarked, so I can't tell you about coffee grounds. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's a coffee grounds. They use coffee grounds. They also uh, pioneered this really interesting, it's like 3D print knit production. Oh, cool. So uh, they have a 3D printer that um, basically just print knits or knits um, the clothing in in like a straight line and it just comes out of a, of a sort of like a machine, like a roller and just comes out. Uh, which is really interesting. They, they produce uh, it's like 26% of all of their uh, clothing through this uh, 3D print knit production. And it is a hundred percent. It's like there's no waste whatsoever with it. It's like a hundred percent no waste. Hmm. So this three D print is not like a three D printer where you put plastic filament in. Mm-mm. It is recycled plant based filament. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. It just makes you start to think about the other machines and things that they need to mm-hmm. make a filament out of the mm-hmm. fibers, plant-based oh, fibers. Yeah. Well, and I think that's where the offsetting comes into play. Because okay. if this if this clothing, as he said, goes through the 3D printer with the recycled different type of fiber filaments and mm-hmm. it is zero waste... You're still using that energy to create it. Mm-hmm. You're still using the electricity. You're still using all that to create it. So it has to be offset somehow. Okay. Which is why I'm like, are they just planting a tree and calling it good? Or there's well, going to be other ways that they... Because of what they're producing, I think they're cutting down probably a mm-hmm. lot of... Uh, materials that are in clothing, for example, that are not natural. Mm-hmm. 
so I guess that could be part of offsetting. Mm-hmm. Well, so most, it's like, let's see, most, uh, or th- some, some of the largest uh, carbon e- emission footprints out there are through the clothing industry. Mm-hmm. So uh, they, they work together with um, other companies in order to just try and reduce their own uh, emissions hmm. through, you know, dramatic reduction of air freight, for example. Um, increased use of recycled materials, uh, zero waste manufacturing. Uh, so like that 3D print net doing 26%, there's like zero waste with that. Um, yeah. Okay, so they, they produce clothing. Mm-hmm. So what do they, uh, I mean like men's, women's, children, yeah, blankets? They, d- they do they do men and women's, uh, they do ca- casual wear and formal wear. Mm-hmm. Um, they have uh, socks, um, t-shirts, polos. They have, and they also have new sort of pieces that they invented themselves. Um, oh. So they, they're, they are still a fashion company, so, um, yeah. And this is still under Ministry of Supply? hmm This is. So if I wanted to buy a shirt from them, how much would a shirt cost? Well, let's see. If we go to the women's bestsellers, um, well, actually, the bestsellers are pants. But uh, they're actually, they have uh, tank tops that are $48. Okay. Um, they have some leggings that are like one hundred eighteen dollars. Um, yeah, and you could actually they they have this uh, thing called Infinity Resale, which is their program to um, accept any any clothing articles that they've given out. They accept them back, um, and they trade you for a newer piece. Really? So do they knock the cost off? I actually I actually didn't like there was nothing on that on their, it, on their website. I would think that it's on a case by case basis. So like if I buy a, a pair of leggings for $118. A, a ridiculous amount of money mm-hmm. uh, and wear them. Oh, I don't know. Every day mm-hmm. <laughs> to get my hundred dollars worth. And I'm like, okay, I'm ready for a new pair. Uh-huh. They've obviously, they've obviously seen some things, they, <laughs> you know, <laughs> So I'm probably not going to get as much. Well, okay. As if so I only wore them a couple of days, a couple of times, like sure. these were actually really uncomfortable or they didn't fit right or mm-hmm. whatever. They have this okay. hundred day repair thing as well. So within the first hundred days, if there's anything wrong with it, you can send it back and get it repaired as well. Um, and they're, they're tested for uh, a lot of different ratings on durability and they have their own little five point mm-hmm. inspection they do for any clothes being returned that they want to resale. Um, and then you can shop uh, the Infinity Resale store itself. Um, some some of the shirts go down uh, that were originally like 60, 70 bucks. They'll go down to like 45. So. Where is this company located? Do you oh. know? Uh, no, they're located in the United States. I know that. I was just thinking about the whole shipping and returning and mm-hmm. where it would actually be yeah. going. And they're actually, they're on the East Coast. I'm so. like, if okay. you're going to charge a hundred and some, some odd dollars for a pair of leggings, shipping better be free. 
Well, and a lot of times return shipping is, but I don't know about the repairs, yeah. if that would be covered or not. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I haven't I haven't actually bought anything from them yet. It's it's oh, s- socks? Socks are $15 a pair. <laughs> they better be some nice socks with like some... <laughs> they better some last me forever, those socks. <laughs> <laughs> a designer pair of socks. I think really this is where we get to the problem with any of sustainability is that it costs a ridiculous amount of money and the average person cannot afford to do that cannot afford to buy leggings at a hundred plus dollars or shoes at a hundred plus dollars okay so let's look at at this in a different light because I agree with you but I was also looking at something that kind of caught my attention as minimalism Mm -hmm. versus sustainability and they kind of go hand in hand but if you are being more of a minimalist and you don't have a lot of clothing, but you have high quality pieces, mm-hmm. then that may work. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's my plan. It's your plan, but you're not doing it. Uh, no, I know. I, I, um, I'm not even independent. So <laughs> <laughs> I think really for the average person, what I, what I tend to do is go to resale shops. Okay. And donating your clothing is actually considered to be much better for the environment as mm-hmm. well because you're not throwing them away. Uh, and fast fashion tends to be a problem. So mm-hmm. they're producing a whole lot more of $10 t-shirts that you can buy at Target, Walmart, whatever. Yeah. And costing more to produce with you know electricity, materials, and so on. But then if you're donating your clothes and you're buying them from resale shops, then you're cutting down on that in the fast fashion. Absolutely. Which is a big industry right now, the whole vintage. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, there's like programs. I've I've seen like a a subscription service Mm -hmm. for thrift store finds. So you pay monthly and they'll send you like five sweaters or something like that but it's just things that they find i don't think you get to pick i think it's just like a random thing <laughs> oh my gosh we should like do that we should yes yeah, see, see what we get i'm like i'm gonna be wearing old ladies like sweaters and i'm just gonna be like this is fine <laughs> it reminds me of the one uh, with like the kittens on it and you're just like okay it yeah. reminds me of stitch fix where they send you um clothes mm-hmm. and then you take what you want and you only get paid for what you take, and you send the rest back. Yeah. It's like that, yeah. Only Stitch Fix, I think, is new clothes. Yeah, well, Stitch Fix is brand new clothes. Not new clothes. And I don't think Stitch Fix is um, very imar- environmentally friendly. Probably not. It's convenient, so for sure. Very. When I first moved down here, I didn't have a lot of professional clothing, and so they had a resale shop near where I worked, mm-hmm. and I went in and got a couple of suits and things that were... Much more reasonably priced, mm-hmm. and there's no way I could have purchased them. Yeah, and most of own. the things that I wear, there's at least one item that I'm wearing that's from a resale shop. We're gonna have to start guessing. <laughs> 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 what is Denise wearing today? That came from a resale shop. 
Oh, well, all my clothes are bought directly from the store, so. Well, somebody told me just. <laughs> Doesn't uh, mean I don't shop from Amazon, dude. <laughs> <laughs> somebody told me just the other day that they purchased something from a local shop just like new. And uh, they were wearing it, so mm-hmm. and yeah, I'm I've never been over there. I would recommend Momos in Bridgeport. Okay, I've actually found things at Momos that I'm like, this is really an odd piece. Mm-hmm. I've never heard of this company. Then when I look at it, look it up, I'm like, oh, this was like a four hundred dollar top. Oh wow, that I got for like ten dollars. Nice, <laughs> and I think it's mainly people just don't know. Yeah, you know, people are cleaning out their closet, and mm-hmm. or they don't care. Because I they think th- at that point, when you're cleaning out, you don't care. Yeah. Well, and for Momos, I think it's more because they do. They did have a couple of things like set aside that were clearly like Gucci and things like that. Okay, but still, I'm like, if you're gonna buy a Gucci bag, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, where is this shop in Bridgeport? Is it on the square? It is um, right next to the post office in that little four-way street there. Okay. It used to be the funeral home. It did. (laughs) (laughs) So you might get a little extra something. You might get a little (laughs) clothing that you (laughs) buy. (laughs) (laughs) You might accidentally buy a haunted object. (laughs) Maybe. (laughs) That will be for another podcast. (laughs) One thing I think that we could do, but I think it's really hard to do, especially here in Texas, because everything is so far away, mm-hmm. is drive less. Yes. That's really hard to do. Yeah. I mean, even me the other day, I was like, just going to go over to the uh, Thai shop and get my lunch and on my phone, it said it was three minutes, <laughs> and it was probably longer to drive there than it was to walk. And I'm like, I should really be walking, but I don't want to walk. I just didn't want to walk that day. Yeah. Well, and sometimes it's hot. Sometimes it's raining. Sometimes it's mm-hmm. just not pleasant. Yeah. But there's not a lot of sidewalks. There's mm-hmm. it, uh, And I'm not just picking on Decatur because there's a lot of Texas towns that are that way. Right. Uh, that they don't cater to that mm-hmm. kind of environment. Now, if you've ever been in Denver, downtown, it was amazing to me. They have intersections that are diagonally. You can cross diagonal instead of going across this way and then across that oh. way. You can just, shoot, <laughs> just go straight across. <laughs> like, that's fantastic. <laughs> I don't know who thought of that, but it was it's genius. Genius, yes. <laughs> but they have a lot of things like that, that mm-hmm. uh, like bike lanes. Uh, a lot of places have those, which sometimes can be very dangerous. Because they don't pay attention mm-hmm. uh, and you're trying to turn and they're on the bike lane. And yeah, you have to be really careful sometimes with those. But yeah. but they're at least paying attention to mm-hmm. that. When I was in college, I had a mountain bike that I rode to work and I rode to school. That was my mode of transportation. Hmm. 
so. It's very green of you. Uh, it, it, yes, it was not intentionally. It was mm-hmm. like uh, an issue of no money. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but the amount of money I spent on that bike, that was a big deal for me to put that much money down mm-hmm. on a bike. And it's like, okay, I can justify this because I'm going to have it. And I still have it. Wow. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it was $400. That was a lot of money. That is a lot of money anyway. Yeah. But I still mm-hmm. have it. I mean, how many years is that? That was a long time ago. <laughs> I will not tell you how many years ago, but it was a long time ago. <laughs> and my bike is still functional. Oh, wow. So, yeah. Things to think about. You spend mm-hmm. a little bit more money, even though it's just like gut-wrenching when you spend it. Right. Yeah, but you spend a lot of money up front. Mm-hmm. But in the long run, you probably saved a lot more money. Yes. Yeah. No insurance payments. Gas. Mm-hmm. Upkeep. No carbon footprint. No, carbon no gym footprint. membership. Yeah. That too. I guess your only carbon footprint would be the manufacturing it took to make the bike. Mm-hmm. Got to find a green bike making company. <laughs> but they only made one for me. Mm. Oh, okay. Does that make sense? So yeah. it's not like they're having to produce mm-hmm. one company, like a shirt, one company would it's produce be, yep. several shirts because I'm not going to just buy one shirt and wear it all the time. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? I mean, kind of that logic. Yeah. Well, I would think a bike company, even if they're mass producing bikes, like at some point, it's just going to stop. Yeah. (laughs) And I can understand because, you know, like my son, you buy them their first bike and then they get bigger. And so you have to buy Mm -hmm. them a bigger bike and a bigger bike until they get into an adult size bike. And then they want a BMX bike and then they want a mountain bike and then they want a road bike. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. Another podcast. (laughs) (laughs) But the fact that bikes can last for a long time mm-hmm. would make it an ideal thing to be like, okay, you outgrew this bike. We're taking it to the resale shop, donating it, buying another bike, and then some other kid gets to mm-hmm. enjoy that bike. Yes. That might not have been able to before. Mm-hmm. That's very true. And we bought a lot of our stuff from yard sales. I was a big yard sale person for a long time. Now I work, and so I don't. Right. Yard sales are at <laughs> inconvenient times. <laughs> when we work yes (laughs) friday mornings are the best time yes um everything goes out yeah i mean i've got some good deals uh bicycle for 15 dollars, and it's funny because you go up and they tell you oh it's 35 dollars. okay well i don't know and you go back to your car and you think about it it's like well maybe i'll ask them if they'll take this and go back and they'll say i just want to get rid of this will you take it for blah 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 <laughs> yes <laughs> it's a better deal than i ever could have thought of <laughs> so anyway i think yard sales are are a good mm-hmm. good thing to you you can find some good good yeah. deals yeah and it just comes back to the reselling yeah you're just purchasing someone else's things mm-hmm. instead of it going into a dump which is always a good thing. And this does go against Marie Kondo's philosophy, though. What do you mean? The donating 
Oh, she says just to get rid of it. Mm-hmm. Don't burden anybody else with your stuff. So I can understand that to a point. But if I've got a an outfit or shirt or whatever that still has the tag on it, mm-hmm. I'm sorry, I'm going to donate it. I won't burden my friends with saying, here, <laughs> do you want this? But I will take it somewhere that maybe somebody will choose it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because, unfortunately, I have made some poor buying decisions and had things still with the tags on. You know, sometimes when you try things on in a store, like, it just looks so good. And I think it's the fluorescent lighting. They do it on purpose. Yeah. They want your money. Yeah, and then you leave, and then you try it on at home, and you're like, what? <laughs> this does not look the same. But that does lead into some of the things that the library does. To be green-ish. So one of the things that we've done in the past, we have not done it recently, but we had the community garden. Mm -hmm. And it was really teaching people how to grow their own vegetables. Mm -hmm. So I think that was good. Which we do have a seed library. Yes, that was next on my list. Tell (laughs) us about that, Denise. So the seed library is actually when you come into the library, it's in the lobby. It's next to the doors for the meeting room. Mm-hmm. When you come in, it's to your right. Um, there's a wide variety of seeds of all different kinds. Um, and they're for you to take and plant. Um, if you have seeds at home, you're welcome to bring them. There's little envelopes that you fill out with, you know, the type of plant and maybe a little tip on, you know, how to get it to germinate. Um, and then you can put it in the bins. If there's, you're bringing seeds that are not, labeled in the bins there's a little miscellaneous bin so you can put it in there um but it's to encourage people to plant Mm -hmm. and if it does germinate and you do get a harvest we encourage you to take the seeds dry them and bring them back that's the library aspect of that is you take them if you get something from it bring it back Because if you are doing that, even if you save some of those to grow the following year, Mm -hmm. then you still should probably have extras to to share up here Mm -hmm. at the library. Yeah. Um, And they are free. Somebody asked me how much they cost or whatever, and it's it's completely free. So Mm -hmm. just come up and take what you want. I mean, if you're going to use it, you know, take it. I think it's really fantastic. We had a patron um, start the seed library for us. Yes. So I think mm-hmm. that was fantastic. Yep. And they built the... They built the cabinet. It's a custom-made cabinet oh, wow. and everything. Yeah. Yeah. It's very pretty. It's very pretty. Yeah. I mean, even if you're not going to take the seeds, come and take a look at it. Yeah. <laughs> it's a very nice craftsmanship. Yes. Um, and it is planting season, depending on what you're planting. It's a little late for cold season things like potatoes mm-hmm. and those things, but um, it's probably a good time for carrots and peppers, mm-hmm. uh, squash. Yep, and there's some of those in there, and there's, I think, a little bin for herbs and okay. such. So. And some flowers, mm-hmm. because you may want a companion plant. Yeah. So you should plant marigolds with tomatoes. To keep the bugs away. 
This is really interesting stuff, though, actually. <laughs> I don't know any of this stuff. You're, you're just enlightening me left and right. Um, yeah, so I'm excited. And down here in Texas, it's fantastic because you have two growing seasons. Mm-hmm. You plant in early August some things to get the fall harvest. So you can get some really good gardens in the fall and sometimes mine have been better in the fall than they have been in the spring no so and then i believe we are going to have some children's crafts for earth day mm-hmm. that are made from recycled materials do you yes. know anything about that so shelly and i've talked about doing one that is a plastic bottle like a water bottle and you take the label off of it and you make a little jellyfish out of a plastic bag Mm-hmm. And you put it in there with with water, and you put a little food dye, mm-hmm. and you got a little jellyfish. Oh! And so no matter how you turn the bottle, uh-huh. the little jellyfish goes right back up. So that could almost be a one of those calming mm-hmm. jars. Yeah, for it's kids. really neat. It's really neat. Huh. So, and then we'll probably have a couple of other suggestions mm-hmm. to do with other recycled materials that you have at home. Mm-hmm. But I think that's the one we will provide the materials, the materials for. for. That's great. And so those will be set out on Earth Day, which mm-hmm. is April 22nd. Yep. Okay. Which is today? Yeah, when this episode goes up, it should be today. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. So, and, and this year in 2022, it is April 22nd. Mm-hmm. It's not always on April 22nd. So yeah. it's, it's around that time. So if you're listening to this in 2023 or 2024, hopefully we'll have a different craft. (laughs) (laughs) But you can research this one. Mm -hmm. Maybe do it on your own. All right. So I think this is a topic we could talk a lot about. I think doing the gardening stuff. Again, I mean, we've had these conversations before and maybe we Mm -hmm. need to have another gardening episode uh, due to the season that we're in, but we could go on and on, I think, with this topic. Yeah. So I'm looking at these other little notes that I have, and it's like, oh, yeah, we could talk about that, mm-hmm. but it's going to take a while. <laughs> so. Yeah. Donating clothes is actually very environmentally sound, from what I was reading. But yeah. And there is a donation bin right behind the library mm-hmm. that somebody has put there that you yes. can drop some things off. Yep. I think there's two, actually, within this street. Is there one closer up by the school, mm-hmm. the middle school? Yep. Okay. Yep. So there's yep, one closer to the school and then one right behind us okay. in that parking lot. Those bins are kind of all over the place. I know I've definitely seen a couple in Bridgeport as well. Mm-hmm. And they seem to be really good about picking stuff up mm-hmm. fairly often. Yep. I know that it's been full a couple times, um, but it's not mm-hmm. full for very long. Yeah. But a lot of people use it too, so it's... You know, yes, you that's true. To, um, you can also donate to uh, the Hope Chest, which their store location is in Bridgeport, but it benefits the women's shelter here for Wise County. Oh. Okay. Um, Wise Hope mm-hmm. Women's Shelter. 
Um, nice. So they have their own little thrift store where you know people donate things mm-hmm. and you go and buy them, and all of that goes towards them. Nice. I should go over there. Yeah, they've got interesting stuff too. Mm-hmm. A, a variety of things as well, not just clothes, but yeah. furniture and things like that. Hmm. I don't have to drive all the way down to Goodwill. Mm-mm. <laughs> and you know it benefits someone local. And the nice thing about that is versus going to a yard sale, you have to drive from yard sale to yard sale. Mm-hmm. So it does eat up a lot of gas. Yep. <laughs> All right. Are we out? I think so. We talked out. I mean, I can talk about the different types of knits that this 3D print knit production can do. <laughs> There's a jersey knit, a couple double knits, like the peak and the ponte. And then they have a warp knit, some high gauge knits and uh, seamless knits. Do they produce just fabric so people can make their own clothing oh. or their own toys mm. or um no but they did they did used to have uh the different types of fabrics that they produced on their website so i, I wonder if you could contact them and ask them to produce a certain amount of it for you hmm. because then you could make your own curtains mm-hmm. or pillows i mean there's a lot of things you right. could make with the yard absolutely mm-hmm. and that would be more sustainable mm-hmm. especially if it comes directly from there Mm-hmm. print knit thing well we just have all kinds of ideas for ministry of supply <laughs> uh, so that you can make more money and you can benefit the environment and maybe your prices will go down yes this is the thing that every time I'm like that sounds like a really great thing but if I had that kind of money <laughs> you know it's like no My closet's going to be filled, though. You know, whenever I can afford one piece. Mm-hmm. Then, I, then I'll be able to afford another piece, you know, mm-hmm. a month or two later, and then another piece. And, you know, af- after yeah. a year, I'll have, like... Twelve pieces. A, well, <laughs> maybe a couple pairs of <laughs> pants or maybe a few shirts. In a year, you'll, you're going to have two whole outfits. <laughs> <laughs> and you will see me in them every week. Well, yeah, for that amount of money, yeah. you get you get all the mileage you can out of them. <laughs> exactly. Are you going to do every other day so you have a chance to wash them in between? <laughs> I was going to, well, I was going to wear it two, two times a week, you know. Okay. Yeah. And then the other days? And then I just wear my other clothes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I don't, I don't know sure. what you were expecting. <laughs> If it's not Ministry of Supplies, I'm not wearing it. <laughs> no, it's not. Go to the resale shop. Get yourself some reused clothes. We don't some need gently used clothes. <laughs> we don't need minimalism in <laughs> dressing. I like the idea of minimalism, but I, I also like the idea of having a variety of clothes. So it's very, uh, yeah. it's hard. Which. Part of the reason I was talking about the programs that we were having is because we are doing a Marie Kondo mm-hmm. workshop in June uh, of 2022, just in case you yes. were wondering. Um, so we're super excited about that. It will be a mixed uh, hybrid in mm-hmm. person and virtual. Yep. And she will 
teach you some things about not Marie Kondo herself, but oh, man, we wish a Marie Kondo consultant, which was a thing we just learned about. Yeah, I had no idea that you could go through a whole like training and be different levels of certification. Mm-hmm. It's pretty cool. Too intense for me. <laughs> Well, not really intense. It's just the fact that I have to do this for other people yeah. to become certified. Yes. You have to have, first you have to just like practice uh-huh. and then you have to be like, okay, now I need clients. <laughs> yes. I'm like, I don't know. If any of y'all want to do this and you are looking for somebody to uh, do it <laughs> If you for, need a practice person. <laughs> yes. If you need a practice, you know, just contact me. I will. <laughs> I'll let you come organize my life. <laughs> all right okay well you've been listening to the long overdue podcast from the decatur public library in decatur texas we'll talk to you next time bye Bye.